You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. One thing all runners dread is that feeling that something hurts and not a good hurt either. If you're in tune with your body, you know when something hurts the wrong way, right? So you also have to be careful of external factors like running in traffic or other ways you can get injured. (laughs) Our next guest on the Running Around Charlotte podcast is a pro, literal pro, at preventing the injuries. Kelly Moriarty is a traumatic injury prevention coordinator for Novant Health. Now, we're going to ask her what that's all about because I'm not sure I know either. But uh, Kelly, she works with a broad range of people trying to prevent injury from multiple types of trauma, including child abuse, dating violence, and guns. But she also helps runners avoid injury, too, and that's why she's here with us today. So you don't end up being a patient if you can avoid it at all. <laughs> Kelly, welcome. Good grief. That's a long intro, right? Tim hurt himself with that intro. <laughs> I, yeah, I, got, oh, geez, I think I right. pulled a voice Tap muscle out. or something. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Well, you're very welcome. There's there's some very serious stuff in there, but I think there's there are a lot of things that we can unpack and, and try to figure out. Uh, what you do and and why you do it and how you got to do it. Um, you've been a nurse for quite some time. How did you decide to work specifically with injury prevention? Um, so I, like you said, I have been a nurse for quite some time. Um, I've worked adult medicine, pediatrics, um, and my most recent job was in the pediatric emergency department where we saw a lot of traumatic injuries. Um, and that's kind of what got me started down the trauma path. Um, I actually started working with the previous injury prevention coordinator doing a lot of community events and going out into the communities and kind of teaching people how to not get hurt. So safety tips and health fairs and going into schools and teaching kids. And I was like, wow, I love this. And so um, I ended up going for my master's in public health nursing, which had more of a community focus rather than a you know bedside one-on-one patient focus and kind of transitioned right on into this role. So um, it's been great. That's right. awesome. And how many, just as a ballpark here, and I don't pin you down to any specific numbers, but uh, how many injuries could be prevented if people just abided by the rule of don't put your mouth on that? <laughs> well, mouth, I don't know. But <laughs> a lot of flu could be avoided for that. See, there you go, um, right there. It's like, no, do not. Yeah. No, I'm thinking, but just talking to you, made me think or, of this old Steve Martin bit from Saturday Night Live. They're like, no, hey, kids, don't put your mouth on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't eat that. Don't put it in your Exactly. Yeah. Don't eat that. We have a brand new dog. Exactly. I say it dadgum all Not the time edible. now. Jeez. Now, it, it, it sounds a little counterintuitive because hospitals and ERs and like you're in the business of helping people, right? And last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is prevent sales. <laughs> 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 right, like we'll go ahead and try it. Let's see what happens. I mean, we're ready. We're kind of not a lot of people in the waiting room. Well, don't put your mouth on that, right? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it is, I guess it is a little counterintuitive because it is a business, but you know, yeah. our goal is to always help people and keep them out of the hospital. Um, of course. you know, we want to see people thrive. So, and that's the goal. And like you said, so many injuries that occur are preventable, you know, simple things, just like paying attention, not looking at your phone as you're crossing the street, you know, preventing mm, a pedestrian injury or something like that. So, um, you know, there's always ways that we can work to prevent things and provide that education to communities. So I, I, I have five kids and I, I, I try to, I give them a warning when I, when I tell them something that they probably aren't going to want to hear. I'm, I'm going to go dad on you for a minute. All right. <laughs> like when you're gone, let's make good decisions and ask yourself when you're making a decision mm-hmm. and then what, right? <laughs> Or in other words, what could possibly go wrong? Oh boy. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, I think back to some of the things that I did when I was a kid growing up and, you know, we're not just targeting kids. You brought up pediatric ICU, I think, uh, or pediatric, um, yeah, emergency. So my son actually ended up in that about, uh, 10, 12 years ago. He was, uh, rising freshman and he fell through a ceiling and uh i just i told robin he just cracked his head actually it was a skull fracture so i didn't really lie she was out of town at the time so it was your layman's diagnosis right (laughs) and he ends up in ic you know pediatric icu but um anyway um one way to prevent them is not to let them walk along a lay-in ceiling it won't support you but I didn't really know that's exactly what they were doing either. Teachable so moment. That's right a there. teachable yeah. moment the hard way. Right, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, like, what, what, I, I guess I'm curious, what's a typical day for you like? Do you speak to groups? Do you speak to companies? Do you, like, how, how do you get in front of this and prevent? Are you, you know, going through our warehouse and saying, now, if you climb up there, you must use a ladder that's at least three feet taller than what you need to get to, or tell us more about what a day looks like for you. So it kind of depends on the day. Um, and I do all of the above. Um, you know, I, I actually start, um, every year by looking at our previous year's injuries. And so I look at the most common injuries that are, that are seen in our EDs which is always falls. People are always falling through a roof yep. um, from standing yep. off of something. Um, also motor vehicle collisions are huge. Um, that's our second most common injury. And then assault. So you had mentioned before um, teen dating violence, child abuse, domestic violence, gunshot wounds. Those are all part of the assaults. And so I take our top few injuries and try to focus a lot on my education on those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it just kind of depends on on the topic for falls. Uh, we see a lot of elderly falls. So I actually go and do small group teaching for, for um, older adults in different settings um, to give education on falls. We actually do exercises. I lead some exercises to help, for, you know, gain strength and flexibility to prevent falls. Um, if we're looking more at, you know, motor vehicle collisions, um, I go into schools and do um, donuts oh, sorry. driving. Um, where you were saying make good decisions, that's actually something that we say. We um, mm-hmm. use evidence-based learning yeah. for that. Um, we do a lot of car seat checks to make sure kids are safe and inappropriate and um, properly installed car seats. Um, so, because we can't prevent every single collision, but if you are safer in the vehicle, then you'll sure. be less likely to get injured. So, you know, we kind of do all of the above. Um, we do work with schools, with organizations mm-hmm. um, to do different types of teaching, whatever is needed. 
I was um, driving, this is probably a month ago, and I saw this person, I don't remember, male or female, it doesn't matter, driving her car, and there were two kids kind of hanging their face out the back window. Oh, my gosh, yeah. As she was driving yeah. along, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. When I was a kid, I mean, that was, I mean. That's how you rode, man. That's yeah. how you rode. Yeah, rolled, it was yeah. just like, you know, there wasn't this big emphasis on education and seatbelt yeah. safety and so forth and so on. Um, you know, one of the things that, that you've talked about, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, I, I guess, a, a platform here for a, uh, for a moment to, to talk about some of the more serious stuff like um, assault and violence. And, you know, a lot of times we don't think about that. You know, I, I don't really have exposure to that that I know of in my life um, uh, or with any of the people I, I have uh, a circle with. But um, t- tell us more about that and and how how you get let in on some of that stuff, and and how do you prevent it? How do you talk to somebody about exiting an environment that is not safe for them? And and how can people who may be listening to this and find themselves in that situation where it's like, yeah, but I le- if I leave, it's going to get worse, <laughs> right? Because and that's a lot of times what the answer mm-hmm. to them is like, mm-hmm. well, I, if I stay, I know what I'm getting, but if I leave it's going to get worse. Right. So talk about and that. That is unfortunately oftentimes the case um, with a lot of domestic violence situations that takes the victim between seven and 12 times to leave. They, they leave mm, between oh seven gosh, and 12 wow. times before they leave for good. Um, Cause it does often lead to increased violence. Um, it's, it can be very scary. Um, you know, we, I actually work as a SANE nurse. We have a forensic program that is part of our trauma program. Um, it all falls under trauma. Um, and so we actually do have same nurses who are sexual assault nurse examiners and they respond to sexual assaults and domestic violence. Um, and so we, you know, do our best to connect with those patients to build some trust um, and connect them with community resources. Um, most of the time when they come to us, they're not in a position where they're ready to leave and we would never force them to leave because um, we do recognize that that can be a more dangerous situation but getting them connected with the right community resources. And, you know, there's often a lot of times people are reasons people stay, you know, it could be housing, could be, they don't have a job. They want to finish their education. They need their child taken care of. So, you know, trying to connect them with those community resources to make it easier for them to be on their own and leave. Um, But it's really case by case. Um, And I would say, if you find yourself in a situation like that, um, you know, seek, uh, a trusted friend or a coworker, um, you can always come to a hospital. We always have social workers and nurses here who are able to help. Um, and there's also some really great community resources. Um, Safe Alliance is, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a place called Family and Mankind, um, which has a lot of resources for domestic violence or families within domestic violence situations. Um, just a lot of really great community resources that you can always start at Novant and ask somebody there and we can get you connected. Yeah, I was about to say, I know some of those resources are on the uh, novonhealth.org page. You can find them right there. Um, Now, related to injury prevention and runners and the data you Mm -hmm. talked about that you look at every year, what do you see from athletes? Do you see trends? Do you see things changing? I'm certain things had to have changed over the last couple of years when so many people came to running or I guess training themselves over the last COVID times. Right. Yeah. Gyms closed. So they didn't have yeah. as much contact with personal trainers or physical therapists. 
Um, you know, for the most part with runners, we see, you know, fairly minor injuries, you know, muscle strains, sprains, um, you know, you know, maybe some swelling in the joints, mm-hmm. just from irritation. Um, it really boils down to um, strengthening and stretching. Um, and uh, one of the main things as a trauma department that we see is pedestrian injuries. Oh, so not wow. even so much that you've rolled your ankle, um, but that you're maybe running at night, you're running with AirPods in and you don't hear something mm-hmm. behind you. Yeah. Um, or you're looking at your phone as you're running and, you know, get struck by a vehicle or have some sort of collision um, because, you know, you just don't see the things going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of the things that we teach are, like you said, you most people who are training know the difference between feeling hurt or feeling just a little pain or discomfort, you know, because you, mm-hmm. you do have pain when you're doing these activities. But knowing the difference between I'm hurt or I'm having some discomfort um, and then of course, being really safe when you are running, if you run by yourself, you know, not running in the dark, um, which in the winter, it's mm-hmm. a little bit harder because it gets dark at, you know, four or five o'clock. Um, so if you do have to go out and in, in the dark, uh, make sure you're wearing light clothes, reflective clothes, using a flashlight, not wearing your earbuds or only doing one at a time so that mm-hmm. you can still hear the things going on around you. Um, and just being aware of everything around you, because that is one of the main things we just, we look down for a minute to check our phone and all of a sudden there's a car or somebody on a bike coming yeah. at us. So being aware of that. Yeah. I am still, you know, flummoxed by the number of people I pass on the regular that have their music up so loud that as I am approaching them, I can hear what they're listening to. I'm like, Oh, I like that song too, but dude, that is way too loud. I mean, I can, I'm literally coming up on those people and spooking them because that music's so loud. I'm like, man, that's, that's just terribly not safe. Now, re- related to all that, I guess, you guys must, and again, I know this is very, very serious business, some of this, uh, most of it, but some of this stuff, I know when you guys get together, it's like, y'all ain't gonna believe this. Because how many of these stories start with "Hey, y'all, watch this" and end up in a, you know in a in a diagram or uh, you know uh, or some sort of you know, journal or whatever? A TikTok challenge. Oh, good lord! Yes. Seriously, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not fails. even kidding. It's like when we were younger, and I'm going way back on you here, Josh. Jackass was like the only thing. Not a sponsor. Was like the only thing <laughs> that really you know glorified and broadcast that level of you got to be kidding me but now it's like you said it's it's everywhere all the time and it's got to be you know for somebody in your line of work just absolutely maddening yes i, I mean at this point i just feel like you can't stop it it's taking on a life of its own but that's actually one right. thing that i usually mention especially when talking to kids mm-hmm. like we just did some firework safety and i'm like please don't do what you see in your TikTok challenges and light a firework off of your body. Like that's just not good. Oh, right. I mean, but you know, we see it, uh, we yeah. see it all the time and you know, it, mm-hmm. you can talk about it and teach about it. Um, but I think the main thing is just telling people to be prepared for it and know what to do if something happens, because as much as we want to stop it, it, you know, sometimes it's, it's better to just accept it and like, let's educate about it rather than try to take it away. So if that makes sense. It does make sense. Education versus enforcement, right? Amen. Right. There you go. No, People are going to do it regardless. So, you know, and, I I would I would think that you some someone in your position could probably journal a lot of these incidents and maybe 
write a book sometime down the road about, you know, like my most memorable experiences as an injury prevention specialist oh and when God. I failed <laughs> to educate somebody. Well, it's like, it's like a lawyer tag on everything. It's like, yeah. who was drying their hair in the shower that necessitated this tag that yeah. says, do not operate hair dryer in the shower <laughs> or yes. in the tub. It's yeah. like, do not use toaster oven in tub. It's like, who is making Why toast in the tub? But somebody did. Yeah, somebody did. I know, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, are you a runner? Do you, do you run? Do you work out? What did tell us about your kind of your, that side of your, who you are? I do run. I'm not a, a good runner or a fast runner or a long distance runner. I do a couple miles and I'm good. That's good. Um, right on, yeah. yeah. And I've always been very active. Um, I was a gymnast for a long time and I actually did dance. Um, now I go to the gym and I hate weightlifting, but I'm making myself do it more because it's really good for you. Mm -hmm. Especially as you get older, it's good for your bones. Um, so I, and I do a lot of yoga. Um, but yeah, and I, I need to take my own advice because I love putting music on and just going it you know just kind of going but i've i've done better about only wearing one headphone at a time um i switch them out and there you go makes the battery last longer right yeah it's difficult in the summer because it's so hot you know it is mm -hmm. i just can't handle it so you know i haven't been running as much as usual but or if i do it's like evening or early early morning if i can get myself up <laughs> <laughs> it's just too hot exactly <laughs> um family you've got a family I do. I have a, my husband and two kids, um, and my son is that an athlete also. He does football and baseball, so that's another. We're always out on that baseball field. Is he the one with? Is he the one in the bubble wrap? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I think I saw him. No man, just the opposite. He's probably out there in nothing but like paper, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like do your own thing. You know the lessons. Yeah. You manage yourself. He's, he's good. He knows the difference between being hurt and, and, you know, having a little bit of pain too. And so he's pretty good at that. That's awesome. The main thing I stress with him is concussions, Oh yeah. Um, which uh, runners don't generally have to worry as much about concussions, but, um, you know, any kind of sport you do, if you fall or if you end up in a pedestrian situ injury situation, you could definitely risk concussion. So that's one thing we, we stress a lot with youth too, is knowing when to tap out for that, you know, missing yeah. one game versus missing your entire season or, your entire career. So. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. it, it's interesting that you bring that up. My daughter played soccer and she had three or four concussions in high school, different degrees, but, um, you know, tripped and fell, did a face plant in the turf, you know, got knocked mm -hmm. upside. I mean, several times and, and, and it's a non-contact contact sport. And you would think some of these sports mm -hmm. would be safe from head injuries. And, and they're not really, you know, running and oh. is in, running's included in that. And I, I, I read a briefly read an article about um, a retired famous soccer player. I can't remember who it was. And they determined that he had CTE. Um, and it's uh, and you would just think like, well, how many times did he get up? You know, or, yeah, yeah, you totally, know, man, yeah. headers or whatever, mm -hmm. I, you know, the, the force in which they play and the speed with which they play mm -hmm. incredible but y you're right um it's mm -hmm. uh and for soccer and a lot of those sports it's the players colliding together yeah um, is it you know it yep. is a contact sport whether they call it that or not just like baseball can end up being a contact sport <laughs> I, I heard i heard an analogy one time 
somebody said, you know, basketball is not a contact sport and, and it must've been a referee or something. Yeah. No, basketball is a contact sport. Uh, Football is a collision sport. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. That's a fair point. Fair yeah, point. Contact like versus collision. <laughs> you are correct. Yes. You are correct. Kelly, we, we appreciate you so much and thanks for your time this morning. Um, we wish you the best. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. We Absolutely. Uh, Novant Health as well and all the things uh, that you do for us. And if you want to, and like you said, if you want to find those resources about injury prevention, uh, you can check out NovantHealth.org and subscribe to Healthy Headlines if you like as well and get regular doses. See what I did there of yeah. health information <laughs> from our partners at Novant Health. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts.